As Walt Disney said in 1955, Frontierland, it is here that we experience the story of our country's past. The color, romance, and drama of frontier America as it developed from wilderness trails to roads, riverboats, railroads, and civilization. A tribute to the faith, courage, and ingenuity of our hardy pioneers who blazed the trails and made this progress possible. On this week's episode, we're taking you on the wildest ride in the wilderness through Frontierland. Take a step into the Wild West with us as we explore the mercantile, dance hall, mountain range, and all of the tasty food and drink found in between. From ice cream sundaes while watching the Mark Twain to Riverside Barbecue, we'll cover it all. Stay tuned through the end of our episode where we'll announce what classic Frontierland treats we'll be recreating with you on our next Instagram post. Saddle up and get ready for all of this and more with the Body by Beignets podcast, where Disney does a body good. Hey guys, I'm your host, Sheena. I'm Shelby. And we're about to take you on the wildest ride in the wilderness. We're super excited to talk about Frontierland today. Um, But honestly, being from Arizona, it feels kind of like we're talking about home. Um, I don't know if that's why this land doesn't seem like quite as magical or different to us, just because it's very similar to the Wild West history we've grown up with here in Arizona. I know even our downtown Scottsdale is called Old Town Scottsdale. And if you go walking around there, you have like the raised wooden sidewalks and you have like the saloons and there's even restaurants that have like those swinging doors from saloons and things like that. So I guess maybe it just feels more like home and not quite, you know, as exotic as adventure land or futuristic, like Tomorrowland. It's just kind of like, Oh, it's our backyard. So I don't know what you think, Shelby. Well, and we definitely have, like you can drive out to anyone that's familiar with Arizona, the superstition mountains. Mm -hmm. And there's like a little old gold, gold mining town Mm -hmm. out there and it's very much frontier land like the same style has the swinging doors for the saloons and I that's why I think yeah being in frontier land it's almost just like being at home now not every part of Arizona is desert Mm -hmm. I hate when they portray in movies that it's like Chandler Arizona and it looks like just tumbleweeds, <laughs> tumbleweeds rolling like, by, and we're all riding our horses. Just yes, I'm like, yeah. okay, we still don't use horse and buggies. Like, <laughs> yeah, we're civilized true. here, but it's not just all desert. But it definitely, like you said, just like the you know the western vibe is just what it's we're really used strong to here. here. the The western vibe is very strong in, in it is Arizona. that's very sure. much so. Yeah, but, but I think they've. I mean, because it makes us feel like home. Obviously, they've done a great job with the theming of That's the land. True. That is true. If we just walk into it, we're like, hey, it looks like Scottsdale. We're in Arizona. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. yeah. Which I actually have a question about that. So um, I'm kind of jumping ahead here, but one of the main attractions and one of my favorite, I know it's kind of like a family favorite is Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Mm-hmm. And I've heard mixed stories and I don't know if you know the history better than I do, but as far as the mountains that um, are represented in the attraction, I've heard that it comes from Utah, but then also I've heard that it comes from Monument Valley in Arizona. So 
I didn't know if you knew more about it or if maybe the Magic Kingdom in Florida has more of the like Arizona Monument Valley vibes, whereas Disneyland was more so geared around Utah. Do you know any more about that? I don't, but that's a really good, I mean, I could definitely see it. Mm-hmm. See, but as it a kid, also, I always thought it was like Sedona, like your, the red right. rocks of Sedona. Like they're definitely not shaped like those mountain rocks necessarily, but mm-hmm. I always got a very Sedona, Arizona vibe from, from Big Thunder Mountain. So I didn't know if you knew any more about that. You know what question? I'm going to have to look into that. Actually, yeah. I might look it up right now because I'm curious. Sweet. But so in Disneyland over here on the West Coast, best coast, <laughs> one, <laughs> one, when it opened in 1955, it was one of the original lands as has all of the lands we've talked about so far. We're kicking it off with all the classics, obviously. Mm-hmm. But it originally just had no, no attractions. So it was hmm. just a huge open walking area, and they actually had wagons and pack mules, hmm. which I think would have been really fun. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Well, it's see pack mules walking around. It's definitely evolved a lot over the years because I've seen a lot of retro videos of Disneyland and seeing like the the ways that the attractions have evolved and have become more <clears throat> not politically correct, but just more inclusive to everybody. I feel like mm-hmm. there have been a lot of things that have been questioned from the past that have changed, which I think is really good. I'm glad that Disney takes into account everybody's feelings and makes sure that it is, you know, appropriate and sensitive for everybody. So, right. I agree. They also, there used to be, so where Big Thunder Railroad is, it used to be just like a small mine train ride that people could go on. Mm-hmm. So it was like much smaller. Obviously, it wasn't like the really fast-paced coaster. It was just a very casual little ride, which mm-hmm. I'm I'm glad they changed that. I, yes. Big Thunder is one of my top rides. Also, I just looked it up. And from what this says, it's based off of Bryce Canyon National Park in Utah. So I don't see anything about Arizona. Okay. If I do find anything that hints at that, though, I will let you know. But as of right now, it's Utah. Got it. Okay. Well, maybe the, maybe it's the Magic Kingdom that was based more on Arizona. But to me, they both look exactly the same. So I I'm know. telling you, that's what people think when they're when they're thinking Arizona. They yes. Think dirt and rocks. Yeah. And so that's maybe that's why. <laughs> maybe that's where that came from. They're like, just make it look like Arizona. And that's yeah. <laughs> that's where it evolved. Hey, exactly. Well, I I love it. But what Speaking other attractions of, are there in Disneyland that well you said there were none when it opened? There were mm-hmm. no attractions at all. Other than the mine train. So it wasn't like the big like roller coaster game stuff like that. It was literally just the mine train that you could mm-hmm. go on and pack mules. And that was about it. So very Western. Yeah. (laughs) Like literally back in the day. Yeah. So today they have a little shooting arcade, which I've never personally done, but you pass it when you walk right into Frontierland Mm -hmm. from like the main, you know, castle circle. So you pass the shooting arcade, obviously not real guns. I don't think I need to clarify that for anyone. No, they used to be, well, not like real, real, but they used to a long time ago shoot like pellets or whatever. But mm-hmm. obviously they realized that, that was not smart at an amusement park. So now it's, I think it's lasers, maybe. Maybe that evolved when uh, 
they took the revolvers away from the skippers on the jungle cruise. <laughs> Maybe like, let's just get rid of the guns all, altogether. All guns. No, guns all guns. Not a good idea. <laughs> uh, so they also still have the Mark Twain riverboat. Okay. Which I love to watch. I've personally never been on it, mm-hmm. but I like to watch it. And they have Tom Sawyer's Island and they have the pirate's lair on Tom Sawyer's Island. And they also, one of my favorites, they do Fantasmic at night on the Rivers of America. Nice. I couldn't tell you the last time I watched Fantasmic. I remember watching it as a kid, but I don't, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I could not tell you the last time I watched it. But every time I see it, like we'll be going on rides or something while it's going off. And it does. It looks very, very amazing, actually. It is. And the music is one of my favorites. The beginning part of the music from Fantasmic is so Disney. Like that's Mm -hmm. all I, it's, it's perfect. And I love it. Nice. Well, in Walt Disney World on the East Coast, obviously um, Frontierland did open with a park in 1971, but it began with three attractions. So it had the Walt Disney World Railroad, obviously, which goes through um, Davy Crockett's Explore Canoes, which closed in 1994. And the world debut of Country Bear Jamboree, which... Oh, our dad's favorite. Oh, he loves it. The the bear that sings Blood in the Saddle or something like yes. that. I don't even know. Big Al. You, I think it's Big Al. Is the if name you the mention bear. Country Bear Jamboree in our household, my dad, <laughs> no doubt about it, will get this deep, deep, burly voice on and start singing Blood on the Saddle. And I think that's one of the only things he remembers from that big trip. From Disney in general. He doesn't talk about Disney at all except for that 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 special moment mm-hmm. <laughs> so speaking funny. of the canoes they still have the canoes at disneyland on the mm-hmm. rivers of america i forgot to touch on those but yeah they do i personally never done I, them. i have done them i oh, did, did them you? yes i did them with my oh, boys fun. when they were really little and it's actually like a workout so just so you know it's not just like a kickback and chill attraction like the the lead cast member is making you you know, do the oars and you're actually moving the canoe around the rivers of America. And it was a really fun time. I would say it's kind of hard for littler kids to do because, you know, they don't have the strength and everyone needs to like go at the same time to make it work. Mm -hmm. Um, But I thought they were actually really fun. It was kind of a fun, different thing to try at Disneyland. So the next time they open, you should give it a try because it's actually kind of fun. You know what? Me and you will get our own canoe. Yeah. We'll go paddling down the rivers of America. Yeah, Yeah, that sounds amazing. Um, But yeah, in Walt Disney World, they have Tom Sawyer Island as well that opened in 1973. um, And it's still Tom Sawyer Island. Now, in Disneyland, they did a whole re-theme of the island and changed it to fit more of like Pirates of the Caribbean close by and it's Pirate's Lair and it has a lot more of that theming to it. I don't even think it really has Tom Sawyer at all. I think it's just like Pirate's Lair. It's just pirates. Yeah. But it's still Tom Sawyer over on the East Coast. Um, and then they got Big Thunder Mountain Railroad in 1980 and then Splash Mountain opened in uh, 1992. So that was the last major attraction that opened there. So 1992, it's been quite a while. I think they're due for some some more excitement in Frontierland. Yeah, which we're talking about Splash Mountain this week because in the Magic Kingdom, it's part of their Frontierland. But over here in Disneyland, it's a whole separate section over in Critter Country. Mm-hmm. So I think that's interesting too that we can kind of talk about it in both. 
Yeah. Well, we can kind of jump into um, our game here because we are going to be talking about Splash Mountain. So let's play Should It Stay or Should It Go? So we're going to talk about different elements from Frontierland and we're going to decide if it should stay there or if it needs to go. But if it goes, we have to find a suitable replacement. So try to figure out what you would replace it with instead. So I will kick it off with Tom Sawyer Island, Shelby, should it stay or should it go? I personally, I think the island itself should stay, but I think the sh- the theming should change. Okay. And I know exactly what theme I would do. Okay. The Lost Boys from Peter Pan. Ooh, okay. I like that. Okay, tell me because more. Because it's so, it's perfect. I mean, that's what the, you know, the Lost Boys is, is they're over in Neverland and mm-hmm. they live like, I don't know, in the jungle and in the, they live off the land. And so I think it'd be fun if you did like, maybe like a Lost Boys trail. You can still kind of keep the piratey vibe because, you know, you have Captain Hook at a part of Peter Pan, but I think they could ultimately just retheme the whole island to be Peter Pan. Hmm. Okay. And Peter Pan's flight is like one of the top rides in Fantasyland, which we'll talk about when we get there, but everyone raves about it. So I feel like a little Peter Pan island would be great. That would be cute. I'm trying to think because obviously it's in Frontierland and it does Peter Pan's not like super frontier vibes, but that's true. Um, I don't know. I guess like Frontierland does have that walking connection over to Fantasyland. So I mean, it is close. I can. I like that idea though. That's really cool. I never thought about it like that. Or See, oh, go ahead. Sorry, but because Frontierland and uh, Magic Kingdom has their Splash Mountain and they're retheming that, mm-hmm. they could make it like the bayou like deep in the like the swamps and stuff from uh princess and the frog that would be how they go through that whole little you know with the gators and all that i don't know Hmm. i just think that'd be maybe you could have mama odie's place on the island and have like some sort of food or snack because i think in magic kingdom they had i want to say it was called aunt polly's and it was like a seasonal restaurant where you could get snacks and things, but maybe they can open like a Mama Odie's where you could get, you know, Cajun food. And like different like potions because she does her, like her voodoo potions and stuff. Oh yeah. No, I like it. That's a great yeah. idea. Okay. What do you think? Um, no, I, I, I like yours. I like the re-theme with the princess and the frog. I think that that's a good idea. I definitely think Tom Sawyer is a, oh, I mean, it's a classic, but it's much older. So like, I don't Mm -hmm. think younger kids have a connection to Mark Twain and Tom Sawyer. That doesn't mean you should get rid of things that kids don't know, but I just think that there could be better, more relevant things to do. And I do, I like that. And especially in Magic Kingdom, because I know a lot of people are worried about the Splash Mountain refurbishment and how, you know, New Orleans does not match the frontier, you know what I mean? So at least you could have like another connection with that island if you do kind of more of a bayou theme. So I think that that would be a good connection between the two. So yeah, I like that. I'm stealing your idea. Perfect. I'm telling you, Disney Imagineers right here. Yeah. (laughs) We'll take the job. I accept seriously. (laughs) No matter what pay you want to give us, we accept. Exactly. All right. So number two on our list, should it stay or should it go? The Country Bear Jamboree. What do you think? All right. So 
I'm going to be completely honest in that it totally freaks me out. I do not like the country bear jamboree. I think there's one bear that scares the crap out of me. It's the one that's dressed up and he's really tall and he has really scary teeth and I don't like him. I just like, they, they totally freak me out. And you know what? It takes me back to my days as a kid at like Chuck E. Cheese. I think it was Chuck E. Cheese or Showbiz Pizza. I don't know what it was called, but there's a scary big gorilla that would play the piano and I was so so scared of it and I don't know why but an animatronics and that like big animatronics totally freak me out and I don't I don't like it I think it needs to go okay that is not a popular <laughs> opinion well and it did go at Disneyland oh. that's gone um it is we can't see it at disneyland anymore no, it, i think winnie the pooh right took the place of where country bear jamboree mm -hmm. was winnie which is super cute love winnie the pooh but they already have that in fantasy land so at magic kingdom what i would replace it with to still have the same kind of a vibe attraction okay go with me here um okay. the, the possum we're going goofy's movie the you possum know? part the possum park from oh Goofy yes movie, where they make the stop who's <laughs> a happy possum <laughs> and it's the possum park and they could have that and have like more of a goofy theme to it and i think that that would be really funny and it would be a, a, a cool way to get like goofy more involved you could have goofy and max like a character meet and greet there and kind of make it a little bit more relevant because i like goofy goofy does not scare me the country bears i don't like them and then they come out for a weird hoedown every once in a while and dance with kids like i don't want to be around there when that happens i i just don't i will agree that when they come out and walk around terrifying mm -hmm. I don't mm -hmm. like them. They have the weird, funky little teeth. Yeah, like their mouth. It, I don't know. Their mouth is like really long and small, and then their creepy little teeth come out the. <laughs> yeah, no, and they the all they all have a weird look, and I just I don't like them. No. I do though. See, I love the. I would one thousand percent be down for the possum park. Yeah, just I think that's so funny, and they could have that little girl like yeah. clapping and where she's yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> but like we said before, that's like literally the only memory dad has of Disney. So Aww. I would feel sad getting rid of it because it's, I don't know. It's like a nostalgic part yeah. that it would make me sad that the only part that dad can relate to <laughs> other than the crowds, remember that he hates the crowds, but yeah. it's the only part that he can relate to is the country bear jamboree. So I would be a little sad if it went away. No. All right. See, you're going nostalgic. I'm definitely going with just no, no. It scares me. It's, it's got to go. <laughs> okay. Number three, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Absolutely not. It stays. No one touches Big Thunder Railroad. It's not getting a retheme. It's perfect the way it is. Yeah. No, I completely agree with you 100%. Although... I think Magic Kingdom could get a little bit of an upgrade, kind of like they did a whole refurbishment in Disneyland where it was down actually for a few years, I think, mm -hmm. where they, you know, rehauled re the whole track and then they added that really cool dynamite scene on the last yeah. left hill. I think if they incorporated some of that into the one at Magic Kingdom, it could definitely plus the attraction. But yes, it should stay. It is the best. I love it. You have to ride in the last seat of the train because it's the best spot in the whole train. And I love it. And it's amazing. So you have to make eye contact with the goat. 
Yes. And that's only at Disneyland too. That's not a Magic Kingdom. They don't have the goat. I don't They need think. to add the goat. They need to add the goat chewing the dynamite and you watch mm-hmm. it. Yes. Yes. No. The best. Mm-hmm. Love oh, it. Easy. We totally agree with that. Oh, absolutely. Oh, defun- do you remember? I can't remember. Was it when we went to Disney World when I was little or one of our trips to Disneyland? But me and you, I remember I was really young. We were in line for Big Thunder. And as we were walking, there's like paramedics running by. Mm-hmm. Do you remember this? No. Because a kid had like hit his head or something on one of the rocks. What? I don't remember. Yes. You don't remember this? Oh, yes, yes, yes. But it was it was in line though. Like it wasn't on the actual ride. Right. I guess I should Okay. I guess I was I like, oh my that. gosh. That is always, I don't know about you guys, but my biggest fear on the rides at Disney, which I know they're so safe and I'm not a super tall person, but I am terrified that if I like raise my hands, my hands mm-hmm. popped off. Like my hands are going. I even duck my head sometimes because I feel like my head is super close. And yes. You know, I just feel like there's those urban myths or urban legends where people, you know, like lose their head on the track. Like Space Mountain. Space yes. Mountain is the worst. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love Space anything. Mountain, but as far as like fear factor, uh huh, freaks me out. I always like, like seeing my seat. But yes, it was, it was not the actual ride, but I, he was like climbing on the rocks and stuff. And I remember just that's one of my memories of Big Thunder Mountain. Is paramedics yes. running by because a kid had slipped and like cracked his head open on a rock in line. Yeah. And, and now that I'm remembering that, that was definitely more recent. I think it was like one of our adult trips that we took because I don't think mm-hmm. it was at Disney World. But I was going to yeah. say, I thought I remember being pretty young. Huh. I don't know. I mean, not like I'm ancient, not like we're <laughs> ancient now, but <laughs> back in my day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I think I know where you stand on this next one, but the infamous turkey leg. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, you want it gone. Well, no. Okay. So I'll say my personal opinion is that I do not like it. I don't like it because it has cartilage and (laughs) it has tendons. And I just, there's something texture wise about eating that turkey leg and the amount of calories and salt. And I just, I don't like it, but oh. I'm not a huge meat person. Like I have to crave meat. That's and so fair. like, I don't walk into a place and think, mm, gotta have meat. Like, I just don't, <laughs> I just don't like, I want a big hunk of meat. Um, but I will say I do love the smell that it makes, like it has that really good smoky smell. And I see a lot of people smiling while they're eating their turkey leg. And I feel like it brings a lot of joy to other people. And mm-hmm. I think it's a good keto option if you're keto because it is. there's not a lot of snacks you can have. So for that reason alone, I'll say it should stay, but, but I'm just not eating it. So. Oh, I love, I love me a big fat turkey leg. Yeah. <laughs> I actually posted a picture with one on our Instagram when I was dressed as Belle, beating the beast, holding my giant turkey leg that I was devouring. Mm-hmm. I have no shame. I will eat around the cartilage. I will eat around the tendons. It's delicious. Oh, yeah. Well, more power to you. Best. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of people that really like it, but I feel like you're either one side or the other. There's nobody who's like, yeah, I could take a bite of a turkey leg. It's either like you're full on, yes, give me the turkey leg, or... <laughs> Heck no, I am not eating that. It's disgusting. So I'm on the disgusting side, but I still think it should stay because I think a lot of people do like it. See, I will say though, 
I am not one of those people who will like suck on the tendons and like, Aww. you know, clean them dry. Absolutely not. I will get as much meat off as I can, but I'm not like licking the tendons dry. Like that's not, that's not my vibe. I do love a turkey leg. I appreciate it. I appreciate the meat, but I'm not, I'm not going to go that far. Yeah. And would you qualify that as a snack or a meal? It depends on who you're asking. Um, I typically share with someone. Okay. So I consider it a snack. Oh, okay. Got it. But if I'm going to eat a whole one to myself, then it'll probably, well, eh, I, I don't know. I think I'd still call it a snack. <laughs> and when you're sharing it with somebody, like I'm trying to picture, are you both like gnawing on the bone? Or like if you share with somebody, are we like doing the delicate, like I'm picking off a chunk mm-hmm. of meat and eating it? Or are you guys yeah. both just like Fred Flintstoning this turkey leg? No, delicate pick. Usually I share with, sometimes I share with mom because she, we don't like to have a whole one, but we love to eat the turkey legs. Mm-hmm. So we, Obviously, I guess it's more frowned upon now in Corona times. But wash your hands first. <laughs> we each like. Pick well, off I would it. rather thinking about Corona times and sharing. I would rather pick off something than like everybody put their mouth to the same turkey leg. It, just... It's very true. <laughs> but yeah, we pick off, pick it off. So you have to have lots of napkins because it does make your fingers very greasy. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay, so this takes us to our last element of Frontierland. Should it stay or should it go? And it's already kind of in the works. So it would be Splash Mountain. What do you think? So I am completely down for this refurb. Okay. I know it's been a sore subject with a lot of people and they don't want things to change, but not that I did not like Splash Mountain. I enjoy the ride. I go on it when I'm there. It's fun. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sad to see it rethemed. I completely understand why Disney's doing it. We are in 2020. There were sensitive subjects that needed to be changed. Mm-hmm. And I completely understand. And I'm excited for Princess and the Frog. I think it's going to be a great, a great retheme. I think it's going to be fun. I think they're going to do a really fun thing with it. Yeah, no, I completely agree 100%. So Splash Mountain has always been one of my kids' favorite rides. Um and I think it's because when they were little, it was always like that terrifying ride that like they were afraid to go on and then they conquered uh-huh. their fear. And so it just kind of has that nostalgic element. But I completely agree with you. I have no connection whatsoever to the characters in Splash Mountain. In fact, I almost feel about those characters the way I feel about Country Bear Jamboree. Like when you see that fox and Br'er Bear walking randomly around the park, they're kind of creepy. And yeah. Nobody has a connection with that story other than because of the ride, I feel like. So I feel changing the theming to something that everybody loves. I mean, everybody loved The Princess and the Frog. It's such a great story. The music is incredible. And I feel like there are so many great visual effects that they can do as far as like the fireflies in the ride, um, Mama Odie and the magic, and then bringing... um, Dr. Facilier into the whole mix of it. I just Uh think it's going to be a really, really great refurb. Now I'm not the hugest fan of water rides in general. I don't like getting wet at a water or at a theme park because you know, like I don't want to walk around, like ruins my hair, my makeup. I don't want to have like a wet bottom, like right when you sit in the ride, like your pants are wet. Like I don't like that, but I will ride it for the refurb because I do want to see what they do because Tiana deserves a ride. And I think that that 
is going to be super amazing. So she does. She does deserve a ride. I'm very excited for it. Maybe since we can touch on it in Critter Country when we get there for Disneyland, when we do that episode, maybe we can do um, kind of like our version of Imagineering and see what we would do with the ride. So maybe we'll we'll touch on that. We'll come up with our ideas for the ride and kind of speculate what what it's going to be like because they did say it's not going to be like the movie. Yeah. You know how like the Little Mermaid ride, mm-hmm. it's pretty it's much just, just like a ride through. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's going to be a different story. And I, I think that's exciting. And I know a lot of people were also disappointed about that. There's people disappointed about this in general, just. Yeah. Well, overall. if we, if you even think back, like this is totally unrelated, but kind of related to this conversation when they said they were going to retheme the tower of terror in Disney California adventure mm. to guardians of the galaxy. And everybody freaked out because they said it was such a classic ride, but anybody who's ridden mission breakout guardians galaxy tower or whatever they call it with all the words We'll tell you it's so much better now than it was yes. when it was the Tower of Terror. The theming is incredible. It's so much more fun. And we didn't have the same ride system that they have in Magic Kingdom where no. it's it's a lot more elaborate, where the elevator leaves the shaft and drives around before you go to the drop sequence. I feel like it was perfect for California Adventure. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. So I think we're going to have something similar with Splash Mountain. I think a lot of people are just resistant to change it first, but I think once they ride it and they see how incredible it is, I think it's just going to be amazing. And I'm super excited for it. So, Well, and then you see how big of a hit. I guess it's a little bit different because Splash Mountain is like a cult classic, I guess you could say, because it's been there for so long. It's one of the original mountains. Mm-hmm. But you see how big of a hit the Frozen ride is in Epcot that refurb and i understand that that ride wasn't necessarily as big and as loved there was still a lot of people mad about maelstrom changing which is but the love that frozen has for that ride is just ridiculous Mm -hmm. so i i think it's going to be the same like you said and i'm excited for it i'm excited to see what they do with it and i'm excited to ride it i'm not too upset that i didn't get to ride splash mountain one more time to be honest yeah, no, me neither. Um, yeah, as far as the characters, yeah, I I could I'm fine with them going. So Yep, agreed. Yeah, super excited. All right. Well, let's take a quick break before we mosey into Frontierland for some rootin' tootin' grub. Thinking about planning a dream Disney vacation? Let the Mickey Travels team help. Our services are always free. Mickey Travels, an authorized Disney vacation planner, is proud to be one of the select few travel agencies in the world that has been designated by Disney destinations with platinum earmark status. Mickey Travels personalizes each client's Disney vacation based on their specific needs and wants. Do you want to plan a vacation to Walt Disney World? Disneyland? How about a Disney cruise? Or maybe Alani? Or what about taking an Adventures by Disney vacation? Whatever your Disney vacation preference is, be confident knowing that you've selected the best Disney travel agency to make your vacation truly magical. If you are ready to make unforgettable Disney memories, contact me at 480-390-2571 or Sheena at mickeytravels.com. That's S-H-E-E-N-A at mickeytravels.com. 
right. Welcome back, guys. So per usual, we're going to start with our food or end with our food. We're not starting. We're ending. We're, <laughs> we're already started. We're well, kind of in the middle. We're going right. to get into our food. <laughs> Food's just always at the top of the list for me. So we're going to um, start with Disneyland. Obviously, we have our quick service, and there is one sit-down that we'll talk about as well. Um, typical carts, though, at Disneyland, so they do have a churro cart that's outside of Rancho del Zocalo, where they have snacks, and they have an OG churro, and they have the seasonal. And this is where, during Pixar Fest, they had the cocoa churro. Oh. And the cocoa churro will always be near and dear to my heart, and I'm very sad that it was only seasonal because – hands down, one of the best churros I've ever had in my life. Yeah, no, it was seriously good. So describe what it was like. So it was like a chocolate churro and it had a dusting of like, I don't know if it was just cocoa on the outside. I don't know, but it was just like this perfect chocolatey churro. And I feel like it's hard to get the chocolate flavor inside of a churro Mm -hmm. because I don't know, because of the dough, I feel like it's hard to really get, but it was perfectly chocolatey and they served it with this spiced chocolate dipping sauce. And oh my Lord, if I could bathe in that chocolate sauce, I would. Yeah. I remember really regretting my decision on that trip because I had all three boys there with me. And because we were trying so many different churros, I was like, okay, we're not all getting a full size churro. Like we're going to be splitting these churros. So I split the cocoa churro with one of my kids and I was really, really upset about that decision. I wish mm-hmm. I would have gotten my own. So yeah. I know. I'm sad we didn't get a second one. Mm-hmm. We should have gone back and gotten another one that trip. I'm really sad we didn't, but yeah, we had so many churros to try that trip, mm-hmm. but hands down, I I would beg Disney to bring that back. Yeah, no. Or at least, like, if you're going to bring it back for another event, call it something different. I don't care. But Mm -hmm. (laughs) if it's just the same churro in that sauce. Yeah. So same with the churro carts before. Not really a gluten-free option at all. Uh, Not really anything healthy about a churro cart whatsoever. They also have a Mickey pretzel cart. So as we talked about before, the pretzels are vegan if you get them without the cheese sauce. So that's always a good option for a quick little snack. And then one of my little favorites that they have hidden there is the Ship to Shore Marketplace. So it's right on the shores of the Rivers of America. It's kind of across from the um, the entrance to Big Thunder. Mm-hmm. So it's like right as you're looking at it, where you scan in to get into Big Thunder. It's right across from there. And it's like a little, like a little, what are they called? It is kind of like a cart, but you know what I'm talking about, like a stand with a little... it's like a stand, more like a a big, big fruit stand kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. So it's a full snack stand. They they do offer turkey legs there. Um, And then they have like a little bucket with ice where you can get like cold drinks. They have pickles, which is one of my friend's favorites. She always has to get one when she's there. Um, They have fresh fruit. And then what we tried for the first time when we went with our mom last year was a breakfast chimichanga in the morning. You have to go pretty pretty early on because they do once they're gone, they're gone. They don't make any more for the day. But it was very tasty. It was like an upgraded um hot pocket almost and I thought it was very delicious. Um, yeah. Did you like it? Oh I did. So like throughout the day the ship to shore marketplace has chimichangas, but they're like filled, I think, with beef and beans or something, which 
Um, my boys love, they love those, but we had heard about these breakfast chimichangas and that you had to get them. So I remember I took everybody's coffee order and I went to the market house to get everybody coffee. And then mom and Shelby ran to the shift to shore mm-hmm. marketplace to get us our breakfast chimichangas. And we had our coffee and our chimichangas sitting at a table by the rivers of America. And it was like the perfect breakfast. It was so good and so filling and it was just like a perfect start to the day. So I highly recommend the breakfast chimichanga. It was so good. It was perfect. And that's saying something because normally we're a strict, you grab a breakfast sandwich and a coffee mm-hmm. market house, and then you go to Adventureland, but we branched out and we, we went did. to Frontierland. Actually, mom and I got over there so early that they were still still wheeling over the little thing of, of chimichangas. They didn't even actually have them set out yet. <laughs> and so mom and I got first dibs and they were delicious. There's like hash browns and cheese and eggs. And I think they have a choice of sausage or bacon. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, they were delicious. So if you're needing a good quick breakfast, I highly suggest it. Uh, they also offer some frozen lemonade, soft drinks, and they do hot chocolate as well, which during this time of the year is perfect. You mm-hmm. grab a hot chocolate and watch watch the Fantasmic show at night. Sounds so oh, nice. There you go. So some healthier options. If you are keto, they have the turkey leg. Um, obviously, they have the pickles, which is good for pretty much any diet. If you're plant-based, they have the fresh fruit. They do offer corn on the cob. Like I said before, you can just get it without the butter. Um, yeah, and then they do – I think they have a couple of other like little prepackaged things, but mostly just the fruits. And so that's always a good option for a quick little snack if you don't want to do the – chimichanga with all the carbs and the cheese and stuff. Nice. Um, Do you want to keep going or can I, I'm going to jump in with Disney world just so we can kind of compare like similar things. So at Disney world in Frontierland, they actually have four carts that you can stop at. So the first one is a churro and pretzel cart. So it's combined. Um, So they have the regular churros um, that come with a chocolate dipping sauce and they have the vegan pretzels, which obviously you can get without cheese sauce. Um, But they also have the pepper jack pretzel there. So it's stuffed with pepper jack cheese. Yeah, really good. Um, But there's a, a fun trick if you get the regular pretzel and you can ask them for chocolate sauce on the side so you can dip your pretzel in chocolate sauce, like a chocolate covered pretzel situation. It's pretty good. Yeah. So you should try that. I'm going to have to try that. I've never, I've never thought to do that. Yeah. And you can get both. So you can do like a sweet and savory. So you can do like one dip of chocolate, one dip of cheese, you know. Oh, it's like a little fondue situation. It it really is. So yeah, there you go. Love that. We're doing that when we go. Definitely. Um, They also have their popcorn cart, which like we've said before, their popcorn is vegan and gluten-free. So that's a great snack option. They have a hot dog cart as well, um, which you can get gluten-free if you request their tapioca bun. So most quick service and table service restaurants, if you do request a gluten-free bun or bread option, they um, should provide it for you. And then they also have just a cart dedicated to turkey legs. So it's the Frontierland turkey leg cart where Mm -hmm. all you get is turkey legs. So they do have that as well. So, yeah. You know what I like to look for on the popcorn carts Hmm. is they have, they always have all the toasties. Yes. The little different characters that are always like turning, they're so cute. And I like seeing like which characters are at the different popcorn stands. I think they're adorable. Mm -hmm. And like, they'll change them out for like Halloween. They have like an oogie boogie. 
Yes. Oh my so gosh. Cute. They're so cute. Over by the Matterhorn in Disneyland, they have a baby mm-hmm. Harold. Mm-hmm. Baby Harold doing so cute. So cute. All right. So next quick service over at Disneyland is the Stage Door Cafe. So it's a small stand. Um, it adjoins the Golden Horseshoe stage, which we'll talk about next. But they have the infamous hand-dipped corn dogs. And you can get chips or apple slices. They also have fish and chips, chicken nuggets, funnel cakes, and soft drinks. And they do have outdoor table seating. I actually really enjoy their chicken nuggets there. I think mm-hmm. they're pretty good. Because it's not like when you think of like a McDonald's chicken nugget or – I don't know. It's more like a – It's like a chicken like tender. A, yeah, it's like a boneless wing without sauce. Yeah. It's almost like what it is. Mm-hmm. And I really like that because I – number one chicken tender fan and I have been since I was little, (laughs) but I really like them. So they're really good. And if you want healthier choices, they do have the apple slices, but again, the corn dogs are not um, obviously the healthiest option, but Mm -hmm. they are delicious and fish and chips and chicken nuggets. They're not gluten-free, not vegan. So not too many options as far as, you know, healthy eating choices there. But mm-hmm. it's a good quick. I know kids typically love it. I know you, Sheena, when we were there, you got your boys like a few servings of the chicken and they all just went crazy with the chicken mm-hmm. chicken tenders. So very yeah. good choice. Yeah, that is definitely a popular kid's choice, especially if you have picky eaters. So if you have picky eaters, definitely hit the stage door cafe. There's something there for those kiddos. Yeah, and it's more just like a walk up. So the next quick service is the golden horseshoe. So the stage door cafe is right next to the golden horseshoe. It's like a little, pretty much like a walk-up counter is what the stage door cafe is. But the golden horseshoe is a saloon theme, but it is considered dry. So there is no alcohol served in Disneyland. There is some over at DCA, which we'll talk about when we get there. So all of Disneyland is dry. Um, Except for Oga's Cantina now. Oh, that's true. They did. Okay. So everything. Yeah. Oga's and then Club 33. True. Which not not many of us are going to ever get the pleasure of enjoying a drink in Club 33. (laughs) But Sheena did. I did. Sneak into Club 33. I did. I'll talk about it on on our New Orleans Square episode. Yes. So, and back to, sorry, I get sidetracked. Um, but back to Golden Horseshoe. So they have no alcohol, even though it is a saloon theme, but it's really fun. So if you walk in, they have um, like a big stage inside and they do the Golden Horseshoe review. And it's been one of Disneyland's original attractions, one of their 18 tra- attractions. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was the world's longest running stage show when they did it. So it went from 1955 through 1986. So they ran that show for a long time, but you can still see the stage in there where they did it. Mm -hmm. Um, But in there, they have the chicken tenders as well, which if you want more like the full chicken tenders and not just the little nuggets, that's your place to go. They also have fish and chips. They have loaded potato skins, which look delicious, Mm -hmm. but how can you go wrong with potato skins, Mm -hmm. right? True. There's also a salad with grilled chicken, so it's a good healthy option. They have soft drinks. They do have a kid's menu that has some chicken sliders. Um, They have ice cream sundaes. So again, most of the places in Frontierland, I feel like, are really good for picky eaters. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I also think before Disneyland shut down, they had 
um, the fried mac and cheese bites. So if you were listening mm-hmm. to our Thanksgiving episode, when we talked about the potential for fried stuffing bites, they actually have deep fried mac and cheese. And I think it's like pepper Jack mac and cheese. And then they have like a dipping sauce. I, my mouth yes. literally just fell with saliva right now. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so good. I mean, how can you go wrong with mac and cheese? Just like deep, deep fried. fried. You can mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, it's it's gonna be good. I mean, it's so wrong, it's right. <laughs> so <laughs> sounds delicious. So seating there, they don't do reservations because it's a quick service. So you walk up to a counter and order. Um, but seating is pretty much first come, first serve. When it's the really busy day, it's really hard to find seating inside, especially during the summer when people are trying to get out of the heat. Um, but I really like the ambiance in there. It's really fun because, like I said, you can still see the stage. And I don't know. I think it's a cool little seating area in there. I really enjoy it. Um, Do you have any quick services you want to talk about or you want me to move on to my last one? Oh, sure. Yeah, I'll go. So um, at Walt Disney World, they have um, a little shop called the Prairie Outpost and Supply, um, which is kind of like a small confectionery. So If you want some treats from the confectionery, but it's super busy, hit up the Prairie Outpost and Supply, and there's like literally no line in there. Um, They have these strawberry oat bars that are really good that have kind of like strudel on top. They're not healthy, but they're delicious. But they have a bunch of fresh and bulk candy. So they have like chocolate dip pretzel rods. They have fudge with like seasonal flavors that they do and different cookies and things like that. So that's kind of like a little snack, sugary place, Um, not healthy, but a good spot to get a treat. They have the Golden Oak Outpost, which is a little wagon out near Splash Mountain. And yeah, so my oldest son and I had this when we were there in October and it was so good. So it's mm-hmm. literally everything like a kid's dream, a kid's fantasy for food. Um, so they have chicken breast nuggets. This is the only location that you will find waffle fries. Um, you can get them plain or you can have them loaded with chili and cheese. They have barbecue pork rinds. They have bacon and cheese loaded onion rings, chili cheese loaded onion rings. They have fresh baked chocolate chip cookies. And then they also have this lemonade sweet tea slushy. So if you like the taste of an Arnold Palmer, that would be Mm. a really, yeah, a good thing to try. Um, As far as healthier choices here, I would say none. I would say steer clear of this. cart if you are looking for something healthy everything here is like deep fried covered with cheese but um is very tasty um, so, so as far as sorry as far as the pork rinds go mm-hmm. are they like just pork rinds or do they have the barbecue pork on top um i didn't try them so i'm not sure i just saw them on the menu it was just barbecue pork rinds so i'm assuming it's got some sort of sauce on it, I would think, you know, it's more special than just like a barbecue dusted, like out of a bag. Right. Cause um, I know pork rinds are a great keto option. So if it's mm-hmm. just like, if they, I'm almost picturing them, I'll have to look them up, but if they're, cause I've seen places do like pork rinds that are kind of like nachos where they load them with meat and oh, stuff yeah. on top. So yeah. the case is you have to be careful with, with keto because they can have a lot of sugar, especially barbecue sauce. Mm-hmm. But, um, it has like meat and stuff on top, just get it with, you know, whatever yeah. you can't have on it, but that's always a good option too. 
Yeah, I feel like Frontierland in general is like the keto haven. So if like you're on keto, Mm -hmm. I would head straight to Frontierland for your turkey leg and all of your meat that you can get there, meat and veggies. Um, but then we, they also have, uh, a Westward Ho. So it's located across from the Prairie Outpost and Supply and they have snacks like, um, they have a candied bacon skewer for $7.99. Yeah. Or you can get it for $9.99 with chips and make it kind of like a meal. Um, they have a sweet and spicy chicken skewer. Um, they have chips, chocolate chip cookies, frozen lemonade slushy. Um, they do have corn dogs offered seasonally, but they're not hand dipped. They're just like your basic corn dog. So if you're wanting something more like hand dipped and a little more than just your average corn dog, I would say go to Casey's Corner and get those mini corn dog nuggets. It's probably yeah. for the corn dog. Um, but I would say at Westward Ho, a healthier choice would be the sweet and spicy chicken skewer. You can just ask for the sauce on the side. Um, so another good keto option for sure. That does sound good. Yeah, now that we're yeah. talking about it, I didn't realize how much meat there was. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Which I for guess is kind reason, of on like, point. Barbecue, right? So you think like barbecue, which is really like meat and all the fixins or whatever. So yeah, there's so much, right. so much meat. <laughs> yes, all the meat. You have the meat. Sweats. All right. Yes. So back in Disneyland is one of our favorite um, quick service places, Rancho del Zocalo, which translates. I looked it up to Public Square Ranch. And it is delicious. It's next to Big Thunder Mountain. It's like a south of the border menu. So it has some traditional Mexican dishes. They have burritos, soft tacos. They have really good carne asada that I tried last time. Um, They have grilled chicken, nachos. They have a tostada salad, so something a little bit healthier. They have chili rellenos. Um, They have a Mexican-inspired Caesar salad. And they do have some desserts. They have flan, fresh fruit, and they have cinnamon crisps. It's definitely one of our favorites. I love that there's mm-hmm. a little Mexican food place inside Disney. So if you're craving some Mexican food while you're there, it's a really good option. Um, I've tried their carne asada. It's delicious. I've also tried their chicken. Mm-hmm. Really, really good. So they do have healthier choices. Obviously, you can get your proteins. You have your carne asada, your chicken. They have beans. If you're trying to avoid carbs, you can stay away from the rice. But they do offer rice, veggies, Um you can avoid sour cream and cheese. It's really great because you can customize stuff. And I love that about Mexican food is because you can just choose whatever you want on it. And I really like that. I'm a huge nacho person. So um, being dairy-free, it makes me sad that, you know, a lot of places don't offer dairy-free cheese. So I can't get nachos everywhere. Yeah. But I would sacrifice and eat some dairy for some nachos at Zocalo for sure. But they do have the taco salads. So you can just avoid eating the fried ch- gel uh their caesar salad and then they have fresh fruit as well so they have good gluten-free options as far as the proteins go you can just get some rice and veggies um as far as vegan options i i don't know if they really have because i know the chili rellenos has a lot of cheese and stuff in it Mm -hmm. so you could always do like a salad with no meat you can have it with like rice and beans um just make sure although i don't know what they Put in yeah, what beans. they use in their beans. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can make sure that it's they're lard-free, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they're really good, though, at a lot of their restaurants. If you tell them that they could maybe even whip something up for you or they can modify something on the menu to make it suitable for you. So mm-hmm. don't be afraid to ask. 
So yeah, it's, it's a it's really good. I like it there. Yeah. So I love Rancho del Zocalo at Disneyland and at Walt Disney World, they have their version, but it's not Mexican, it's Tex-Mex. Um, so they have Pecos Bill, Tall Tale Inn and Cafe. And it has actually been open for more than 40 years, which is really crazy. It's been around for a long time. Um, they have a queso blanco dip, which is really good. You can get it with chips and veggies, or you can get it for a dollar as like a dip on the side to like dip your stuff in Ooh. or pour it on your food. Um, they have a rotating taco of the month. They have taco burgers, beef nachos, fajita platters, Southwest salad. So you can get that plain or you can add chicken or spicy beef to that. Um, but the best healthy option I would say is their veggie rice bowl. So the veggie rice bowl, you can add all the toppings you want. Um, you could also get the fajita platter without tortillas. You can add extra veggies. Now they used to have this incredible condiment bar where people would just like load up and make their own like salads with the condiment mm-hmm. bar. Um, but in the COVID era, obviously they don't want a bunch of people breathing around a condiment bar. So they still have it, but everything's kind of like prepackaged, right? So you'll see like prepackaged sides of sour cream and whatever. So um, I think Pecos Bill is a really great option if you're wanting to kind of build your own healthier meal. I think this will be a good stop if you are vegan, because I think you could customize it to something that you want. Um, but they also have a really good um, kids menu that includes burgers, beef nachos, mac and cheese, and all of their meals come with applesauce, carrot sticks, and low-fat milk or bottled water. So they make sure to make it a little bit healthier for the kiddos. And honestly, that is another tip or trick if you are looking to either cut calories um, or just be a little bit healthier you can order kids portions because they're smaller. You're still getting a taste of what you want, Mm -hmm. but then they also come with the healthier sides, like the applesauce and the carrot sticks and, and bottle of water and things like that. So that's always a good option. Which I feel like while you're at Disney too, eating kid size stuff because you're like snacking all day long. Mm-hmm. You're trying all the different treats and stuff like that. So if you do want just like a little bit of a protein, you know, something more with more substance than a churro or a pretzel. Mm-hmm. But yeah, having a kid's kids portion is perfect and it helps save a little bit of money too. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. All right. So back at Disneyland is one of our our only table service restaurant at Disneyland, the River Bell Terrace. So they offer breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I didn't know that they offer breakfast until I was doing my research on it, and their breakfast actually sounds delightful. So it's located between the Golden Horseshoe Saloon and the Pirates of the Caribbean. Caribbean. <laughs> oh, speaking of, on our poll, 93% of people pronounce it Caribbean. Caribbean? Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's not just us. Okay. Nope. Good, good majority of people pronounce it the same way. Nice. Um, but they have an excellent view of Rivers of America if you eat here. Walt himself actually used to dine here on most Sundays. So they do have good hearty food choices. It's like a kind of like a southern comfort food almost is what they're going for. Um so they have appetizers, they have these grilled and chilled shrimp. It's like barbecue shrimp, which is always a great healthy option. Um, they have a creamy pimento cheese dip, which sounds amazing. House salad. They do have entrees for lunch and dinner. So they have sandwiches, beef brisket, fried chicken, and pulled pork. Uh, sustainable catch of the day, which would also be a great healthy choices if you get to the catch of the day with some veggies 
it's a good healthy option for you. Let's see. Oh, more meat, more protein, beef short ribs, and citrus herb crusted Cornish game hen, which I do appreciate a good Cornish game hen. Yeah, no, I think those are so good. So again, really great options. You can always make them lower carb, just getting the protein with the veggie. Um, there's so many good options. And then for vegan, they do have barbecue tofu, oh, nice. which I like that they do have that available. So it makes it good. Um, now, as far as their breakfast goes, I was looking at this menu and it sounds so good. They have a short rib skillet, which would be great um, if you're uh, not vegan because it has short ribs. But if you're keto, it comes with potatoes, but you can just get it without potatoes because it's short ribs, sunny side eggs, onions, and peppers. Ooh, that does sound good. Mm-hmm. So if you get it without the potatoes and, oh, I think it comes with toast, but you can get it without the toast too. But they have a bone-in pork chop for breakfast, a typical sausage or bacon with scrambled eggs meal. And then they have something that sounds absolutely amazing. It's their Southern sweet skillet. It's monkey bread. It's sweet bread with pecan butter, maple syrup, candied pecans, and whipped cream. Oh my gosh. Okay. And guys, you can tell that we're West Coast by the way that we say that. We say pecan. We are not pecan girls. Yeah. We're pecan. (laughs) So definitely not a healthy option, not vegan, not gluten-free, but it sounds absolutely amazing. Oh my gosh, that does sound so good. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also wanted to touch on the fact that they have what Disney calls the kids' Disney check meal. So what this is, is that Disney has created nutritional guidelines for complete meals without substitutions for their kids' meals. And it includes something, at least three of the five major food groups. So it's a great option. You know, your kids are getting something healthy. So at, for example, at the um, terrace, they offer seasonal oats for breakfast. So your kids will get oats and seasonal fruit and you either get a low fat milk or a water. So you're getting, you know, they're healthy with the oats, they have fruit, and then you can get their milk too, if you want them to have some dairy or just some water. And I really like that Disney's offering these options for the kiddos too, because you know they're going to be eating candy and churros and everything. So when they're sitting down for a meal, they Mm -hmm. do have these choices that you know they're getting like a pretty good, well-rounded option. Nice. Yeah. I mean, it's great because yes, you are on vacation and you know, you don't, you don't want to go full one way or the other. Like you want to enjoy your vacation. You want to have the treats and the splurge meals, but it's nice to know that there are healthier options to balance it out. I don't know about anybody else's kids, but my kids, when they eat too much sugar or garbage food, and then, you know, they're running on little sleep and they're walking a lot. It's just like a recipe for an awful attitude disaster of Mm -hmm. a day. Um, So it's nice to know that there are these good, healthy options. And like we said, Disney won't say anything if you as an adult order a kid's meal. So you can always order a kid's meal for yourself and they don't, you know, there's none of this like 12 and under. And if you order it, like, yeah, they, you can just order it. They don't discriminate. No, they don't. So (laughs) that's great. Um, Uh, Oh no, go ahead. Oh no. So I was just going to say, so for Riverbell Terrace, you obviously do want to get reservations because it is a table service. So make sure you book the reservation. Um, but they have for lunch or for dinner time, if you look out, you can get premium viewing of Fantasmic because it's right there 
on the river. So if you happen to have a good time for dinner when the show is going to be going on, it's great because you're sitting right there. You can see the river. You get to eat and watch it at the same time. And it's really hard to get good seating for a Fantasmic because it's always so, so packed, especially at Disneyland right there because that's so narrow Mm -hmm. right there in front of the Rivers of America. So that's always a great option. And if you do as a part of a dining package, some of the menu items are subject to change. So just keep that in mind if you book that as part of your dining package that depending on seasonal menu and um, what's offered for the package, some of their options might be a little different. But I feel like the way Disney is, it's always guaranteed to have some sort of healthy option. There's always veggies available, always good proteins. And you know you can always ask them about vegan options as well. Nice. Well, over at Walt Disney World, there is only one um, table service restaurant. And and honestly, it didn't used to be a table service. It's kind of gone back and forth over the years. So um, we're talking about the Diamond Horseshoe. So not the Golden Horseshoe like at Disneyland, but this one's called the Diamond Horseshoe. Um, oh, it great. used to be, yeah, it used to be a seasonal counter service location. Um, but now it's open for lunch and dinner. You can get the saloon feast in an old West themed music hall. Um, so lunch is from one o'clock to two fifty-five, and then dinner is from three p.m. to eight p.m. And um, on the lunch menu, you don't have to do the saloon feast, which is an actual like all you care to eat kind of like American barbecue feast. Um, you can order things a la carte at lunch, but at dinner, it is strictly the all you care to eat food, which includes they have carved beef brisket, smoked sausage, citrus marinated chicken, barbecue pulled pork, you know, all the meats. Meats for days. (laughs) Um, Then they have like the mac and cheese, baked beans, veggies, mashed potatoes. Um, You start with salad and cornbread, and then you finish off your meal with a s'mores cake. So I would say that this um, restaurant is definitely a keto dream. Like if you're looking for keto options, this is a great one. Um, You can get, you know, eat all the meat, ask for the sauce on the side. Um, You can have all the veggies. Now, if you're vegetarian, not vegan, obviously, but if you're vegetarian and just don't want meat, you still have the mac and cheese, the mashed potatoes, the veggies, the baked beans, the cornbread, the salad. So there's a lot of good options here. Um, Now, as far as the food goes, it is like it's mediocre. It's not your best sit down option, table service, but it's a good, a quick choice. And it's a nice historic location because the Diamond Horseshoe has been there for so long. It's a really, mm-hmm. really great venue to just enjoy the history. Kind of like you were talking about the Golden Horseshoe with the stage. It's very similar. So it's just kind of a nice, like has really great ambiance and you can just like sit down and relax. So if you're looking for kind of like that all you can eat barbecue meal, the Diamond Horseshoe is the place for you for sure. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I just can't get over all these meats. It's cracking me up. (laughs) All the meats. All the meats, just meats for days. That's all it is. (laughs) But you know what? I guess that's great because aside from vegan or vegetarian, it's like even if you're just trying to eat healthy, you're not keto or anything like that, it's always a great option just to grab a protein and a veggie. Mm -hmm. And so having so many meat options, I guess, I mean, it really helps. So Definitely Frontierland if you're looking for a good, healthy, except for the the cart with 
all the deep fried and the all cheese. the deep fried stuff. Yeah. Just, just skip that card altogether. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you're looking to eat healthier in Walt Disney world, you can do it. So Walt Disney world phased out all of their added trans fats and partially, partially, <laughs> partially hydrogenated oils from foods served in their parks and resorts. Um, so most Walt Disney world restaurants do offer like they have low fat, low cholesterol, low salt, low carb, or plant-based entree entree. Oh my God. I cannot even talk today. Entrees. They have delicious entrees. entrees. <laughs> Here, your entries. Entrees. Um, but yeah, most fast food stands though offer healthier options like salads, grilled chicken sandwiches, fresh fruit. Um, there's even a lot of veggie burger options. So that's really great. And like we said, most kids meals come with a drink choice of low fat milk. They have hundred percent fruit juice. And they have water. So um, besides like applesauce and fresh fruit and carrots with all of that just makes a nice, well-rounded, healthy meal. So you can do it. And like Shelby said, keep an eye out for the Disney check symbol on the menus, which indicates a good for you choice. So yeah. Good options everywhere. Mm-hmm. Also, so I think we're getting ready to wrap up our food section because we're going to get into some recipes here in a minute. But we would like to hear from you guys. If you want to go to our Instagram, you can send us a DM. But if there's anything specific that you guys would like to hear about food options at the parks, um, I know it's hard for us to touch on everything just because there's so many options. There's so many different dietary, you know, needs, restrictions as far as like gluten-free, low-carb, free, sugar-free, um, so if there's anything specific that you guys would like to hear, if you want us to touch on anything that we're missing out on a little bit more, just let us know. You can find our Instagram at body by beignets and our DMs are always open. So we would love to hear suggestions or feedback if you know you feel like we're missing something or if we can improve on getting you guys this information because that's really what we want to do, provide healthier options, but to talk about the unhealthy options because let's be honest it's Doesn't we all do it better. <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. so yeah just let it give us some feedback because we would love to learn if there's something that we can improve on getting you guys good facts we would love to we would love to know yeah you can also reach us too at bodybybeignets at gmail.com so you can send us an email as well so yeah but coming up next we're gonna rustle up some delicious frontierland inspired recipes mm. All right, guys. So we are at our last little segment where we do our snacks and our recipes. So this week, what we're going to talk about is traditional corn dogs. So we're going to do the Disney style hand dip corn dogs. Um, So we did get a couple different recipes and Sheena will chime in, chime in. You're going to chime in. Sweet. You're going to chime in with um the healthier option that we're gonna do but we did find the recipe for the regular disney style corn dogs from stayathomechef.com so you'll want to make sure you use really good hot dogs they have good quality ingredients um obviously they're a little bit pricier than you know just like the typical pack of pack of weenies you can find at the hot at the grocery store but they have some really good hot dogs out there and if you want to get adventurous, you can try different kinds of like sausages. Um, like you can do like chicken sausage or you can do Sheena, stop making that face. <laughs> <laughs> you, 
you know, we try to keep this podcast as family friendly as possible. But if you could see Sheena's face right now as I'm talking about trying different sausages, it's, it's really killing me. So we're I'm sorry, I have, PG. The, I have the sense of humor of a teenage boy. I cannot help myself. I'm sorry. That's why it's perfect that she has three boys. She's a boy mom for sure. So keep it PG. Sorry. Keep talking about the weenies. Go ahead. Yes, we're going to keep talking about our weenies. So before we make the corn dogs, you want to let let the hot dogs get to room temperature and dry them off before um, dipping them. So you want to kind of pat them down with a paper towel. And you want to coat them in flour. So you do either white rice flour or for gluten-free. Or you can do an all-purpose for regular. And you want to keep that from preventing the batter from um, slipping off the off the dogs. So you can use a tall glass to dip them. You can use a really tall, um, like I've seen. Like a pint glass? Yeah, like a pint glass. I think mom has like a full-size like beer stein that she Mm, uses. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So you can just pour the batter in there and it makes it really easy. Um, And you want to make sure you work quickly so that the batter doesn't, you know, start to get like clumpy or dried out and um, just for best quality. So we will be posting the recipe. You have your vegetable oil for frying, cornmeal, flour. Uh, let's see, some stuff for the batter. So some a little bit of sugar, baking powder, and salt, and buttermilk. And I think that's going to make it taste really, really good. You can use popsicle or craft sticks for them. Um, you'll just heat your vegetable oil. You mix together all of your dry ingredients. And then you add your wet ingredients, eggs, milk, and the melted butter. You put the popsicle or craft sticks into the hot dogs, leaving enough of the sticks showing to create a handle, of course. That's what makes a good corn dog. And you want to dip them in the batter and then fry them. So obviously we'll put the more in-depth recipes on Instagram. So I think what me and Sheena were discussing is we previously did the Instagram live for our Main Street slash Adventureland um, recipes. But I think what we're going to do from now on until beginning of the year is we're just going to post the recipes on our highlight section of our Instagram, which I've already added the two recipes on there. So we're going to post the recipes and we'll just post little snippets on our stories of us trying the recipes and we'll post pictures of our final um, product of making it. And then we're hoping come January 2021, we will be able to have a YouTube channel for you guys where we'll be creating all of the recipes and it'll be a better, I think a better option than Instagram live. That way people can watch whenever they want. It's more relatable and, you know, we can edit it and make sure we, we look cute and we let. <laughs> yeah, no, completely agree. I just, I think, um, the live was a fun experiment. However, you can't, I mean, you know, just like TV shows, when you go live, you can't account for things that could potentially happen. Like when mm-hmm. I was making my Mickey waffles and my waffle maker never turned green, which by the way, I've made more Mickey waffles since it has never turned green. It just stays red the whole time, but it works, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just to kind of solve those problems. We've kind of learned from past mistakes. And I think we're just going to go with, you know, some posts and Instagram stories and then, um, yeah, YouTube coming at you in January. So that'll be exciting. That will be exciting. So that's pretty much, I don't want to get, you know, too into detail on the corn dogs because we will be posting all of the ingredients and the recipe for you guys. If you want to make them at home and, you know, we'll show you our, 
our shot at them, but Sheena is going to touch on. So we do have an option for a gluten-free and plant-based corn dog as well. So Sheena has the recipe for that. Um, yeah. So I went to glutenfreebaking.com and I got their gluten-free corn dog recipe. However, I thought it would be cool to also make it vegan. So I took the recipe from glutenfreebaking.com, but I veganized it. So anywhere there was honey, I replaced with maple syrup, um, because it has the similar texture and vibe. And then we replaced the egg with, um, a flax egg, which if you've ever done vegan baking, you know, you know, you can't use eggs, but you just mix ground flax seed with water and you get kind of like that jelly egg type consistency. So we did that. Um, instead of regular milk, just use an unsweetened plant milk of choice. I like using oat just because it has like that mm-hmm. thicker in your texture. Um, and then I did research on all the other ingredients and they are all vegan, um, xanthan gum as well. I had done research on that and that is safe to use as well. And then you'll just find gluten-free plant-based hot dogs. So you can find those at your local health food market, like whole foods in Arizona, um, sprouts, those types of places you can find that. So yeah, I think we're going to try both. I'm going to make both for my kids and I'm not going to tell them the difference and uh, see how it goes, see if they notice a difference. So that'll be fun. Yeah, that does sound good. Maybe I'll try, uh, maybe I'll do the same thing, but I'll do it for Mike. Mm-hmm. Like a taste what. test, like a blindfold mm-hmm. taste test and see if they can tell a difference or which one they end up actually liking better. Right. Yeah. No, I think that'll be awesome. Yes. Good little experiment. We'll let you guys know the results and the outcome. (laughs) Sounds good. And then also I thought it would be fun to add in a drink. So we talked about how at Disneyland it is dry. Obviously you cannot get alcohol um, in Frontierland and you cannot get it at the Magic Kingdom as well. But I thought it would be fun if we did a boozy vegan root beer float. So kind of have that root beer float saloon vibe, but, you know, with alcohol and plant-based ice cream. So yeah, you'll just use root beer, um, find a vegan vanilla ice cream of your choice, and they have all different brands of whipped cream vodka. So you'll need that. And then you can get a plant-based whipped cream. So you'll just make it like your usual root beer float. So you'll add the vanilla ice cream to a pint glass, and then you will add in a shot of the whipped cream vodka top with root beer and then finish it off with the whipped cream. So I am super excited about that. I actually think I already have some whipped cream vodka. So (laughs) to make this up, maybe ASAP because it sounds delicious. But obviously if you don't want to go vegan, if you just want to do traditional root beer floats, if you're not worried about doing the whole vegan vegan vibes like we are this week, then just use regular vanilla ice cream. Just make a regular root beer float, but add in some whipped cream vodka mm-hmm. and make sure your kids know that it is yeah. mom yes. and daddy's yes. root beer float and not for them. <laughs> yes. You do not want to give the boozy root beer float to your children. We do not no. condone underage drinking on this podcast. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're super excited. We can't wait to try out these amazing recipes. Like Shelby said, we're going to be posting photos and stories and things on our, on our Instagram. And then, um, eventually we'll get all of these recipes made into videos that we will put on our YouTube channel. So we're super excited for that in the new year, something to look forward to for sure. 
Yes, I'm, I will 100% remake the recipe that I made last week for our Adventureland too. Oh, yes, because I you want guys, to taste it. I don't know if you tried the recipe, the pao de queijo, the little Brazilian cheese bread that I made. Oh my Lord, they didn't make it 20 minutes after I took <laughs> the picture after making them. Me and Mike devoured them. They were so good. The chimichurri, so good. Sheena, you looked amazing. I just, so yes, we can definitely. And then that way we can have like a separate walk video, have a separate Adventureland video, and we'll get to eat all the good stuff because we're going to be remaking these videos. So yeah, it's no, benefit for us and you guys. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, thanks for listening today. If you loved our show, please tell a friend and rate and review us on iTunes. It really helps us out. Yep. Good word of mouth too. So if you know anyone that would love a new Disney podcast, give them our name, tell them to come listen to Body by Beignets. We would love to have them and we would love, love for more people to come experience us and come join us every week. It'd be fun. All right. Sounds good. We loved hanging out with you today at Body by Beignets where Disney does a body good. Bye. Bye.